You are listening to Press Church Podcast. Please enjoy this week's message. The title of my sermon today is called Book It. When I was a kid, there was a program that was called Book It. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or uh, those in the 90s might remember it, but it was a reading program that was started by a small company by the name of Pizza Hut. And the idea of, I believe it was the CEO of Pizza Hut at the time, is that he wanted to get his son involved in reading and uh, was trying to think of a way to encourage reading to his son and to the whole nation. And so he came up with this program called Book It. And the idea of the program was you were supposed to read a certain amount of books in a certain amount of time. And the more you read, the more benefits or prizes that you got. Uh, You'd get this uh, button that you could pin to your shirt, real cool. Um, And every book that you would read, uh, depending on the list that you would write the books down on, you'd get a sticker. And once you got a certain amount of stickers in that certain time frame, you'd get the ultimate prize, the ultimate benefit, which would be a a free personal, uh, small personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut when it was cool to go to Pizza Hut back in the day, and, and they had the arcades, and they had the, the pizza buffet, and, and so I remember as a kid, I, I would be uh, encouraged to read and, and fill out this paper and read as much books as I could so that uh, me and my family and my older brother could go to Pizza Hut and get our free personal pan pizza. I thoroughly enjoyed reading because I knew that the more I read, the more benefits I would receive. So today I want to teach you and show you about the benefits of continuing in the Word. When you read the Word, you're going to receive many benefits, but today we're going to look at three benefits based out of one scripture. And that scripture that we're going to highlight today is John chapter 8, verses 31 through 32. You've probably heard this scripture before, and I've probably even preached on this scripture before. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, verse 31 says, Then... Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciple indeed. Verse 32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So we want to look at at least three benefits today of continuing in the word of God. And those three benefits that we're going to see in this scripture is one, you will receive discipleship, two, you'll receive discernment. And three, you'll receive deliverance. Discipleship, discernment, and deliverance. I'm kind of on a alliteration kick here recently. So we have the, the three Ds, discipleship, discernment, and deliverance. The benefits of continuing in the Word. The very first thing that we see in John chapter 8, verse 31, it says, Then Jesus said to those who believed him, So before you can even receive these benefits, it's important that we see that Jesus makes a distinction that first you have to believe in him, first you have to be saved, first you have to trust and believe in your Savior, your Messiah, in Jesus. Remember the gospel that Christ died for your sins, he was buried in the tomb, and he rose again the third day. If you believe that, then you are saved. And then the next step is to abide in his word. And then the benefits follow after that. One, you must be saved. You must have a personal relationship with God. And then as you continue in his word, in his scriptures, then you're going to see benefits reveal themselves to you in your life. And that word abide in the Greek is meno, M-E-N-O. And it means to stay, 
to abide, to continue, to dwell, to endure, to be present, to remain, to stand, to tarry. So we see that it's very important that we make this a continual practice to stay in the Word of God, to read His Word on a continual basis, to stay in there, to continue in there, to dwell in there, to stand in His Word. And by doing those things, by continually abiding in His Word, then we will see the three benefits of discipleship, of discernment, and of deliverance. In this Scripture, we see that there is a, uh, an English rule, as, as we see, called the if-then statement. An if-then statement, uh, if this happens, then this happens, is uh, in the English language is called a conditional sentence. You didn't know you were going to be in English class, in grammar class, but there's also four examples of conditional sentences. And this statement that we read in the Bible, John 8, 31 and 32, is considered a zero conditional sentence. And a zero conditional sentence expresses general truth. It says here that a zero conditional sentence is where in situations one thing always causes another. One thing always causes another. So you can take it to the bank. This is always going to happen. Just like one plus one always equals two, this sentence that we read in John 8, chapter 31 and verse 32 will always be true. If you abide in his word, if you continue in his word, if you stand fast in the word of God, then you will receive discipleship, you will receive discernment, and you will receive deliverance. Amen. Let's look at discipleship first. In John chapter 8, verse 31, it says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. That by abiding in his word and believing on him, you immediately become his disciple. You immediately step into the program of discipleship under Jesus Christ, your Savior, your King, your Lord, your Messiah. In John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, Jesus is speaking and he makes this statement. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. Verse 35 says, By this, all will know that you are my disciples. Everyone will know that you're my disciple by this one truth. Verse 35 says, If you have love for one another. If you have love for one another, then you're a disciple of Christ. And it shows that you've been discipled by him. You've been washed in the word. You've been studying what he does in the scriptures. That you can read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and see how he interacted with his disciples. And how he interacted with his disciples is how he wants to interact with you today. He wants to encourage you. He wants to teach you. He wants to show you. He wants to have miracles work through you. He wants to bless you. He wants you to bless others. And so we go on this discipleship journey with Jesus as we study him, as we see in the Gospels. I remember when I was in Bible school, I had plenty of teachers, uh, plenty of different classes, but the one that stuck out to me was Pastor John, and he's the one who taught me how to preach. He's, he's the one that was my homiletics teacher. He's the one who was my gifts of the Spirit teacher. He's the one who was my faith teacher. And so I gravitated toward him, and there had been hundreds, if not thousands, of students who had sat in the same desk as me, who heard the same stories, who heard the same lessons, and moved about their way. 
but I decided that there was something unique about him that I could learn and grow from him. And so as I graduated from Bible school, I went and sat down with him one day and I asked him, I told him I had three different questions. I told him I had uh, a church question, I told him I had a, a Holy Spirit question, and I told him I had a personal question. And uh, the personal question was asking him if he would uh, marry me and my wife and, and uh, come with us to South Carolina and perform the ceremony for us. And I had a question about the Holy Spirit. And the other question I had was in regards to uh, what church job I should take and sat down and spoke with him. And he just poured into me and he poured into my wife and he poured into my family. And uh, We lived with him uh, when we moved to McKinney. And uh, he would always answer my texts and my calls. And, and he was such a blessing. Now, he had hundreds, if not thousands of students who I probably could have found or talked to or been mentored by. But I was mentored by the guy who was the preaching teacher. So I was blessed, and hopefully you're blessed as well, in, in my preaching ability is all because of what he taught me and, and how he showed me to study the scriptures and, and how to public speak and, and how to do all of these things. And so I want to encourage you today and remind you today that when you study his word, when you continue in the word of God, you get the opportunity to be discipled by Jesus. Yes, it's, it's an honor to be discipled by many godly men and women and pastors uh, throughout the world, uh, but you have the opportunity when you get into the Bible to be discipled by Jesus himself. It's great to be discipled by a pastor or a mentor or, or anybody like that, but as we continue in his word the very first benefit we see is we instantly become his disciple and we instantly have the opportunity to be discipled by Jesus. The second thing that we see in this passage, a benefit of continuing in the word of God is discernment. John chapter 8 verse 32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free and you shall know the truth. You'll be able to discern what is right, what is wrong, because you ultimately know the truth. In Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, starting in verse 9, Philippians 1 says, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more, and more in knowledge and all discernment. This is Paul praying, revealing his prayer for the church in Philippi, verse 10, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, verse 11, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Paul prays for the church of Philippi, which we pray for us today in this church, that our love may abound, we may have more knowledge, and have all discernment. Now more than ever, we need to know what's true and what's false. Just because we see it in the natural, just because it's our right now reality, doesn't mean it's true. You might be sick in your body today, but that might be your reality, but it's not your truth. The truth is that Jesus took stripes on his back, and by those stripes, you are already healed. You might feel like you're a sinner. You might feel like you're a failure. You might feel like you're a loser. You might be having struggles. And yes, that might be your reality right now, but that's not your truth. If we continue in the benefits of the Word of God, then we will receive discernment to know what is actually true 
and what is actually false? What lies are you believing today that can be shut down, that can be destroyed by simply reading the Word of God that can reveal the truth of what God really believes about you and wants to see in your life? There's another scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now that can be a little overwhelming and shocking of a verse uh, that we, none of us, want to be led astray by the doctrines of demons. But it just takes a little bit of false to walk into your life that can take you off course. If you're just walking a straight line and you take one step off of that straight line every couple of inches, every couple of feet, pretty soon you're going to be so far away from that straight line and you're going to look back and not know where you're at. And so it's very important that we know the truth so that we can decide and decipher what is false around us. If I know without a shadow of a doubt what the truth is, then whenever the false tries to come at me, it can't affect me, it can't hurt me, it can't harm me, it can't cause me confusion. I can push it away because I know the truth. When the devil came to tempt Jesus, he came and presented him the reality of his situation. Remember, he comes to Jesus after the 40-day fast, and he says, "If I know you're hungry. You haven't eaten in 40 days, so why don't you turn these stones to bread? And that's the reality of Jesus' situation right then. He's hungry, he's weak, he's tired, and he can, as a miracle-working God, could turn that stone into bread. But that wasn't his truth. His truth was, man shall not live by bread alone. And he quotes that, and he speaks that, and after that, he resists the devil, and the devil flees. It's important that we have discernment, and the way that we get discernment is by continuing in the Word of God. I don't know if you've ever played these games before, but there's these two kind of different board games, but they're similar in the way that they're played. One's called Battleship, and one's called Guess Who. And the idea of either Battleship or Guess Who is in Guess Who, you draw a card of a person. Uh, And it's the responsibility of the uh, person you're playing to guess who that person is that you drew. And so you ask questions. Is is it a he? Is, Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Are they wearing a hat? Do they have red hair or yellow hair? Do they, are they wearing glasses? And, and you uh, deduct through those questions and find out who that person is. Battleships the same way. I place my battleships on this, cer- this certain grid. The other person places it on their grid. And then we have to ask back and forth on this grid. Is it A1? Is it B7? Is it B3? And then you eventually say, you sunk my battleship as they get to guess and choose. But the beauty of the game from my perspective, whether it's guess who or battleship, is I know ultimately what the truth is. I know who is the person that I picked, Gary, with the red hair and with the glasses and the bow tie. So I ultimately know who the truth is. And if anybody asks me questions, well, does he have yellow hair? Well, no, I know what the truth is. I can push that false narrative away. Same thing with battleship. I know where my battleships are in the game. And it's the responsibility of other people to ask me questions. But I do not sway from where those things are because that is the ultimate truth. When you stay in God's word, you will know the truth and be able to discern what is true and what is false. You will not be led away by the deceiving spirits or false doctrines because you'll know the truth and not have to guess what is right. 
a great benefit of continuing in the Word is discernment. If you're having trouble knowing what to believe or how to believe, or you're hearing so many different voices from the outside or the inside, get in the Word of God and find the ultimate voice, the ultimate truth, and let that guide you and push away all the false narrative. And the last benefit that we have is deliverance. John chapter 8 Verse 32 says, you shall know the truth, and upon that knowledge, upon the discernment of knowing the truth, the truth shall make you free. Deliverance. Praise God. You don't have to be held by those chains anymore. You don't have to to deal with those thoughts anymore. You don't have to deal with that sickness, that disease, that frustration, that sin anymore. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We've made whole programs out of deliverance, and we see here that a benefit of just reading the Word of God, just opening your Bible daily and, and reading the scriptures that He wrote to you will bring deliverance right to your doorstep, right to your heart, right to your mind, and right to your spirit. Psalms 107 verse 20 I've quoted this scripture before and pray it over you and pray it over people who are sick. It says in Psalms 107 verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word. He sent it for us. He put his word, one in the flesh, and then he put his word in paper for us so that we can read it. And it was sent and delivered to us. And what happens when we read that? It delivers us from our destruction. If you have destruction happening in your life, whatever that looks like, then you need to get in the Word of God and get that benefit of deliverance to show up and show out and heal and restore your life. Another scripture in Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. The scripture says that he that the Son sets free is already free indeed. As soon as Jesus died on that cross, as soon as he yelled out it was finished, he went in that tomb and he came out three days later, he announced freedom to the whole world. He made it wide open and widely available to each and every one of us. He came to seek and save that which is lost. And if you feel lost today in any aspect of your life, then freedom is available to you. Deliverance is available to you by merely getting in his word and reading the truth-setting deliverance that he has for you. I guess I've, in this sermon, I've kind of been walking through nostalgia and going back to my time in the 90s. When I was a kid, there was a magazine. Uh, I don't know if magazines are even a thing anymore. Uh, One that you can actually hold and flip the pages called Nintendo Power. And Nintendo Power was uh, a very expensive magazine, uh, but it would tell you all the secrets and the tips of playing a video game. And so me and my brother, when we'd go to Walmart with my mom, we'd run to the electronics section And we'd try and find the newest magazine of Nintendo Power, and we'd flip through it to try and find out all the secrets and the tips and the tricks of whether we were playing Legends of Zelda, whether we were playing Mario, or any of those different games, or even games on the Game Boy. We were trying to to find, where can I go on the map to find the secret? What's the tips and tricks to beat the hardest boss? Where can I go to find the secret treasure? And and this book, this Nintendo Power, had all the secrets. 
and, uh, and we weren't the richest of people, uh, so we couldn't buy those magazines. They were too expensive. So me and my brother would both be trying to remember as much as we could. We'd be trying to read it and remember it, and the code is this and the code is that. I remember as a kid when you played Mario, Super Mario 3, there was a, there was a way that you could get these whistles and instead of going from world to world on this journey, you could take this whistle and play it, and it would give you uh, access to all of the worlds. You couldn't get it, you'd have to go from world one to world eight playing each level. But if you got a whistle or you found a whistle, then you could go to any world that you wanted. It was, it was uh, uh, a secret that would open the world to you. And Nintendo Power was the book, was the magazine uh, that would help us and show us. I want to let you know that you have a book that's called the Bible, and it's just as powerful. It says in the scriptures that his word is as powerful as a two-edged sword that cuts between soul and spirit, between bone and marrow, that is ready, active, and willing to help you in your situation, in your deliverance. Deliverance is a benefit of continuing in God's word, studying his word, will show you the tips and secrets to obtaining victory in your life. It will reveal to you the ways to be delivered from the hardest addictions or the struggles in your life. It will reveal you the freedom that you can have to walk in a new life. There's no longer confusion on what to do or how to be free when you have the cheat sheet to study and use called the Bible. Deliverance is available, ready, and willing by simply reading the Word of God. You have the cheat sheet. You have the book, whether it's on your phone or the actual book that you can wake up and read every morning. I want to encourage you as we close and conclude now. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Jesus said to those who believe, it's vital and important that you have a personal relationship with God, that you yourself believe that Jesus is your Messiah, that Jesus is your Savior, that Jesus washed away all of your sins and he wants to bring you life and more abundantly in your life. And when you decide that, when you make that choice, then you have the opportunity to read his word and get a new understanding, get a newness of life when you read his word. And that there are benefits to continue, not just read it on Easter or Christmas or just read the Christmas story right before we open presents or, or, or read the Bible at the worst of times, but that we make it a daily habit, that we make it a priority to read the Word of God. And when we continue in His Word, the benefits that are presented to us, you get discipled by Jesus Himself. You become His disciple and He disciples you as you read His Word. You experience discernment. You know the truth. No longer are you questioning, is this true? What's this look like? I don't believe this. I don't know if what this person's telling me is right or this person's telling me right. No, no, no. Continuing in his word brings discernment, brings truth to you, and you know the truth, and that way you cannot be swayed by anything that is false that tries to come against you. And the last benefit we see is deliverance. You can be delivered from sin today. You can be delivered from sickness. You can be delivered from death, hell, and the grave by simply reading his word. Amen. Let's pray and then we'll dismiss. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you sent us this book that we can read and grow and be encouraged by what you said to us. Father, I ask you to help your people today. Help them establish a daily reading habit of getting involved in your word. 
And Father, as we continue in the words, there are so many benefits, but we see in this scripture that we can be discipled by you. We can receive discernment from you. And Father, we can be delivered by you. So Father, I ask you just to help your people today. Deliver them from whatever they're dealing with. Give them discernment on the next steps that they're supposed to do in their lives. And Father, disciple them. Show them how to be more like you. Show them how to put away the things of this world and to look toward the things of heaven. Let heaven come down and be a reality in their world. Father, I thank you for each and every person here. I thank you that you're, they're healed. I thank you that they're whole. I thank you that they are right standing with you, that they are no longer sinners, they're righteous. They're no longer sick, they're healed. They're no longer poor, they're rich. They're no longer cursed, they're blessed. So, Father, be with your people today. Protect your people. Cause them to prosper in everything they do and bring them back safely next Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We love you. Thank you so much to the leaders, to the worship team, to everybody who has served, to everyone who showed up to church today. We will see you next week. God bless you. We love you. And take care, Press Church family. Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.